another production from Solid Gold Podcasts. And yes, it's a Wednesday morning, which means that it is time for Janella Wellafella Baxter and myself to have a bit of a chat. I'm Melanie Walker, singing Johannesburg. Jenny, of course, is over in France, where things are hot and happening. Well, we'll find out from Jenny if they're hot and happening, because of course it's been very hot and happening here in South Africa. What is going on on your side of the world, Janella Wellafella? Hey, Malawella. Um, <laughs> it's actually drizzling a little today, which is good because our dams are kind of empty. But uh, yeah, our time, our clocks went back on early Sunday morning. So it's an hour earlier for me right now than, than okay. it was a week ago, if you know what I mean. Okay. Um, yes. The, the setting of clocks backwards and forwards around the world is really confusing for we South Africans. <laughs> I mean, we're trying to work out what time are we going to be watching the rugby on Saturday because it says the kickoff is at 5.30, but is that 5.30 South African time or 5.30 Welsh time? Have, I mean, they've gone back, which means that England would be two hours behind us at this stage. Sorry, the United Kingdom. I can't say England. The United Kingdom will be two hours behind South Africa, so that means we'll be watching at 7.30 p.m. I tell you what, it's just too much for two blondes to have to deal with. I know. And me, having grown up in South Africa, I still struggle with it here. And I was like begging somebody to explain to me. Now, when it goes backwards or forwards, you know, on Sunday, oh, is it going to be lighter earlier? Da, 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 da. And they keep saying to me, spring forward, fall back. So oh, okay. in spring, the time goes forward, and in fall, it goes back. It still means nothing to me. I don't know what they're saying, that 7 o'clock becomes 6 o'clock, but it's, yeah. It's, anyway, it's happened. Luckily, all our computers do everything automatically, so we're here, although my daughter wasn't. <laughs> my daughter was, was, was an hour off for days. Anyway. <laughs> I'm an hour off every single day. I'm like sitting there and going, woohoo, what day is it? <laughs> Forget what time is it? All right. So, of course, um, our big story here was uh, the elections. How did it go? Well, some areas really, really good. I mean, I ended up working as a party agent and helping with the count and making sure the elections were free and fair. So where I was working was fantastic in Ward 87 in Joburg. And I mean, the peace shame, I felt, I really felt for the IEC people. They'd been there since five o'clock. I left after we had signed everything off. I left at about two and they still then had to get home. So they basically worked their, their butts off for like 24 hours. When you easily. said two, you mean two in the afternoon? Morning. <gasps> They'd been there from five o'clock in the morning. Voting closed at 9 p.m., which is when they could start with counting. the tallying, yeah. counting. And you get locked into a room. And that was it. We were in there until two o'clock in the morning. Aww. Counting and counting and counting and counting. But we only had two observers in the room. So it was actually a lot easier than the other rooms where they had like lots of observers and people going the whole time. So they were still there, some of them until five o'clock in the morning. Yay, what much fun. But yes, um, <laughs> I, you know, I just, I feel that a lot of South Africans have just become so despondent that they just didn't bother to go and vote. All the numbers are down this year. I mean, if you think about the last time when was it five years ago when there was a vote? Um, 16 me million people had registered to vote. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the total eligible population was at the time, but 16 million registered to vote, 11 million voted. This year, 
I think there was an eligible population if you just take, you know, people who are of the right age and this, that, and the other. I think it was like 26 million or something Correct. out of the entire population, which is only, what, half the population. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think they even managed to get 11 million people to vote. I know. It's crazy. They're just so despondent. You say to them, are you going to vote? And they're like, no, what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> just go out and vote. In fact, I've decided now that if you didn't vote, you're no longer a friend of mine, and I'm taking them off Facebook. <laughs> but, it, but it is really difficult for people. And, and somebody was saying, I mean, I know this would never happen, but it would almost be awesome if the ANC and the DA collaborated, because I think that that would be a party that people would vote for. Yeah, I really together. think the time, of, the time of coalitions is coming. I really do think that it needs to happen. Because the country cannot carry on this way. I think that the, the ruling party has cocked up so many things. And of course, we are going to talk about load shedding, which we had. And then it was gone just for a couple of days before, before the elections and of course came back the day after the elections. So we're sitting there and thinking, right, if you voted <laughs> for load shedding, well, you've only got yourself to blame, really. I know. But then did you see the good news uh, announced yesterday, which really is huge news? that mm. was announced at COP26, a political declaration between the US, the UK, France, Germany, and the EU, that over the next three to five years, they will be giving eight billion, over $8 billion to South Africa to help South Africa phase out its dependence on coal. So I think that the ESCOM power stations at the moment only had about 15 years left. And mm. this is now going to help the transition even quicker. You know, it's a global effort to help South Africa. The fantastic thing is that it has a plan. And the plan is that the workers, the coal miners and everybody, you know, the people that have been the most resistant will be eased into new green jobs. Mm. So it's, it's really fantastic. And if it works, you know, it's historic, it's a world first. If it works, then they're going to apply this to other countries as well. And, you know, Naledi Pandor from Durko, who's, who's over in Glasgow at the moment, um, was saying, you know, apart from, of course, being grateful, South Africa does believe that the rest of the world, you know, the wealthier nations kind of owe this to South Africa because it's their They took so many of our resources. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so that's fantastic news. On a lighter side, did you see the CNN editor who posted a picture on Twitter saying, I'm now in Edinburgh with a picture of the castle behind him. Mm -hmm. I'm now in Edinburgh where 20,000 people have gathered for COP26. And then everybody started posting maps going, you are here, pointing to Edinburgh. <laughs> everybody else is here, pointing to Glasgow. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and then Specsavers actually like won Twitter for the day because uh, Specs, you know their adverts. Yes. Should have gone to Specsavers. Specsavers just tweeted, should have gone to Glasgow. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, a, that's an interesting one. But then I, I was quite interested, but going back to the load shedding for a moment, one of my favorite economists, Mike Schussler, had to say that millions, yes, more, yeah, millions more people would have had jobs today if we didn't have the last 14 years of power problems. I know. Okay, well, let's just hope whatever it is, it just stays as a completely separate company. It's not a Quango, you know, the quasi-autonomous national government organization. It just stays out of the hands of 
the power mongers, and uh, well, well, stays in the power people, the proper people who have power. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah, totally. No, because I saw. I mean, Mark was saying on Carte Blanche this Sunday, which remember expats can watch mm. from Tuesdays um, on Showmax International. He was saying that it's something like. Um, Oh, it's a huge amount per day that is lost. And when it gets like six, up to 600 million per day mm. on stage one load shedding that's lost from the economy and two billion when it's at stage four. So he said, you know, of course, the unemployment is, is so uh, a result of that. Yeah, 34, almost 34 percent of people in the country unemployed. Mm. That's really scary. Anyway, let's find some good news, shall we? What good news have you got for us? <laughs> Well, for me personally, living in France, apparently the whole world, the, the top country that was voted for as a retirement place is France. And the top place for South Africans, though, is a little closer to home, is Mauritius. Love Mauritius. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'd happily retire there, I must be honest. Yeah, I want you to retire in France. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, we, we won the cricket for the third time in a row yep. in Abu Dhabi. So that was fantastic. And I think on Saturday we play England to see who goes through to the semifinals. Right. And we won by six wickets. So that was really good against Bangladesh. Other good news, Mr. Gay World was, yeah. was announced this weekend. And it's a South African for the first time in 10 years. Lo Breitenbach, who is just an awesome guy who's gone through so much. I think, you know, he's spoken about his mental health struggles mm -hmm. and suicide attempts. And, you know, just he, he's gone through heaps and has come out the other side. And as he says, you know, um, you just got to keep fighting, keep believing. And your future self depends on getting through today's struggles. Mm which I think is really powerful. And it's really nice to think, you know, let me do this for my future self right now. Fantastic. So, Such a role yeah. model, really. That's great. Yeah. Now, what is this and about? A good looking boy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, one would, you know, we, we build them nicely here in South Africa. Um, well, when they're young anyway. Uh, <laughs> what is this about Sand Parks giving a free access to where for how long? What is that about? Well, I thought that, um, that that would lure some South Africans over to SA on holiday, although I think it's even more for the locals. It's from the 22nd to the 28th of November. Mm -hmm. So you can access the parks for free on those dates. They're just, they're just a few, only four, like Addo and the Kruger, which you can only access until the 26th of November. Okay. But all the rest, it's between the 22nd and the 28th. So this is your chance to go for free, spend a day, show your family the parks. The accommodation does cost if you want to stay longer. But, you know, what a fabulous opportunity. Oh, and then for the expats as well, don't forget this Saturday, as Melanie was saying, that uh, the Springboks will be playing in Cardiff at 7.30 p.m. South African time. Yes, just double check that because, you know, we blondes are still a bit confused about all of this stuff. <laughs> yeah, <it's true. laughs> all right. So I see that Elon Musk has been doing something else again. What's he been up to? Well, you know, if you just read his tweets on Twitter, it's enough entertainment. He did a couple of things this last week. The one was saying that he wants to start a new university for science and technology in Texas. Mm -hmm. And then everybody was writing back, um, including Black Coffee, saying, forget about Texas. How about building one in South Africa? Exactly. 
very good idea. And then as well, there was an article that the, the director of the United Nations World Food Program was quoted saying that, you know, if Elon Musk gave a percentage of his fortune to them, they could solve world hunger. And so, so Elon tweeted, if WFP can describe on this Twitter thread exactly how six billion will solve world hunger, I will sell Tesla stock right now and do it. And what's quite good is that the director has engaged him again on the Twitter thread mm. and said, you know, could we meet face to face? Six billion won't solve it, but six billion will end a lot of hunger for a lot of people and help nutrition, etc. So yeah. I think it's one to watch. I, I think Elon has a good heart. So I'm hoping something great's going to come out of this. I heard that apparently, what, he's now the wealthiest individual in the world? Yeah, double the fortune of Jeff Bezos and um, what's, what's, what's the other dude? Guy? Bill Gates, that <laughs> Bill guy. Gates. That hey, guy. and he's single, you should know. Yes, well, maybe he should come to South Africa and come set some stuff up here. We'll come and help him. <laughs> True. Okay. He loves South Africa. Remember, he played yes, tennis he came there last year. Yeah, he, he comes yeah. out here every now and then. Um, okay, so now you've also got a thing about this uh, photo exhibition. Where was it? Oh, it's an international photo competition, Siena photo competition, and it's really prestigious. Mm-hmm. We got a South African expat living in London, Nick Tanonis. He won for the most um, remarkable artwork, which was a, a photo that he took while he was on holiday in New York on the edge, which is at Hudson Yards, a, a spectacular. Mm-hmm. And we've got some of Nick's photos uh, taken in South Africa as well, so readers can see that as well. And then also, I, I don't know if you know Brent Sturton. Yeah, Brent Sturton, yeah. Lovely yeah. photographer as well. We've got some amazing photographers in South Africa, but his work specifically is really, really good. Is amazing. I, I think he lives in the US now, maybe. Yeah. I'm not sure, uh, but I think so because he's down as, as a US flag. But anyway, we know he's South African. And he just won for his photo series about the pangolin, so raising a lot of awareness, which you often do as well, mm-hmm. um, for the pangolin, the most poached mammal on mm-hmm. earth. And he went to nine countries in Africa and Asia to film this series and to investigate. He went undercover. So I'm so glad he's been awarded for it and raising more awareness for mm. the pangolin. Fantastic. It must do. I mean, if anybody ever wants to actually get involved in a, a, a good thing, I mean, there's the, if you go onto Network for Animals online, it, you'll find so many things like saving polar bear habitats and, well, the pangolins, um, wild dogs in South Africa. There's a, there's a whole bunch of different things that you can actually, I mean, even any little donation comes to. Mm-hmm. And, and so much can be done with actually so little. A lot of the time, it's like maybe £6,000 that is needed to sort out an issue, uh, yeah. which really isn't a lot of money for the people overseas maybe we should start like harassing people like elon musk and bill gates and say right come on put your money where your mouth is big fella they do really (laughs) give a lot of money though to be fair to them but yeah and actually i've just remembered this week coming up we did a quick little interview with sand parks because Mm. there was another poacher trampled by an elephant a couple of weeks ago Mm -hmm. and sand parks you know they said it was a rhino poacher and they've just given us a few tips for south africans living abroad on how you can help Mm. to help 
sandbox fight the poaching. Yeah, which is necessary. I mean, this is it's out of hand. Or as my children yeah. would say, out of pocket. I keep on saying something. Do you know that out of pocket actually means that you have no, you, you've paid for something and no, somebody hasn't paid you back. But they use it as like, <laughs> it's just being rude and uncouth. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that. The youth of today, I tell you, yeah, <laughs> they'll learn one day, I'm hoping. All right, so let, more good news I see that you've got when it comes to sport here in South Africa. Yes, remember the gorgeous teenager, the 18-year-old from Maritzburg who's in matric, Matt Sates? Yeah. And, and how he was just like, you know, doing so well, almost bringing South Africa up to number three in some of the FINA World Cup swimming competitions. Well, at the end of the FINA World Cup, he won the World Cup for, for the best swimmer because he just did so well. He got 13 gold, four silver and a bronze. Um, wow. And he said he won $100,000, which is fantastic. I know, I guess he wants to start swimming now. No, no, no. <laughs> I want to send my kids to go and swim with him. <laughs> yeah. And he... Um, he said that, that it's changed his life. He said, you know, he went over to win a little bit of money and, and then to have this is just fabulous. And, you know, and he's had a tough time in his life as well. So, and this has obviously been extremely stressful for him, all this competition, all the publicity. Mm. But he's come out of it, you know, as he says, there were more good times than bad times and he's focused on the good. Fantastic. So well done, Matt. And, and now you're talking about road tripping as well. Now, I'm, I'm like an inveterate road tripper. I love getting into my car and just driving. Not quite as much as like Viv for Mark did. And uh, we interviewed her for Mansfield today. And it went up, uh, was it last week? On the YouTube channel, where, of course, she did Going Nowhere Slowly, the mad Viv for Mark. Um, and, you know, we... We road tripped it with a helicopter, so that's a little bit different. But I love getting into a car and like having a vague plan, but finding things along the way. And I know one of your writers, Ted, is, has been doing some road tripping as well, hasn't he? Yeah, he's uh, so proud of him. He actually drove one and a half thousand kilometers just so that he could vote because he lives in Cape Town at the moment, but was still registered in Johannesburg and went via Pretoria to see the jacaranda trees. So, so pretty, pretty cool. And to see a friend in Pretoria. And we've got, we've got a story on sapeople.com, which a lot of people have liked, that, that features his trip photos along the way. You know, things like the Karoo Pat style, Ronnie's sex shop, which is very famous, but is yes, not a sex shop. and Ronnie shop. is divine. And there's a geocache there. Of course there is. And of course you would know. Yeah. And, um, and I just loved, you know, one of the things that Ted said, which we've quoted, is that the R62 in South Africa, uh, he lived in America for, I mean, he was born in America. He lived in America for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. And he said the R62 is like Route 66 in the States yeah. and that it's iconic. It's one of those things that you have to do. But Route 66 is not beautiful like this. No, the Route 62 so, is awesome. When you go through the Mer, is it Meringsport? When you go down through from Oetshoorn uh, to Oetshoorn and you go through yeah. that amazing port, it's one of the most beautiful places. So yeah. then you go Oetshoorn all the way down towards Cape Town. It is one of my favorite dri- drives. Well, he was I going the opposite way, but yes. yeah. 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 Oh, no. Now he's going to go back through KwaZulu Natal, Eastern Cape, etc. 
Ooh. <laughs> a little circle of South Africa. Yeah, no, we did that because we did a five and a half thousand kilometer road trip where we went Kimberley, then down through the Karoo, did the Route 62 to Cape Town. Then we came back along the N2, went to Bredarsdorp and then to Cape Agullis and then went up through the Eastern Cape and stayed in the Hobbit place. <laughs> What's it called uh, again? Yeah. Uh, mm, gone blank. Hogsback. Hogsback. Yeah, Hogsback. And then went through the rest of the Eastern Cape through to the KZN South Coast. So, and then back to Johannesburg via the Midlands, which was great. So that was a, a wonderful, wonderful road trip. And I could, I, I have to say to people, you know, go traveling in your own country. Everybody's like, oh, we can go overseas now. And I'm like, go around your own country. Our country needs your money. Okay. Yeah. That's the way to go. But um, big ups and to Ted so for doing that. Yeah, I know. We have the most amazing country. Go and find things. And that's also Getaway Magazine. I don't know if I told you, they've, they've already done one story. And of course, you can get Getaway Magazine online if you're overseas. Just subscribe to their newsletter and they'll send you and you can go and have a look. They've done, they're doing this series of stories. They've done one with three Cape Town street artists. And the one they've already, going to lesser known places with the three of them. So the one came out in last month's uh, edition. They're doing one, I think, in January with another guy and then they're doing one February or March with a guy who's going into kind of um, the Lesotho Mountains and places like that. Really, really fantastic with these artists and they're doing videos about it. So there's all of that stuff up online as well. So if you have a hankering to see some beautiful parts of South Africa that you might not have seen before, do go and check those out. Beautiful. And, and if you love South African wine, then head to Stellenbosch from today until Sunday. They're having, it's the inaugural wine town show. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're going to have, they, they also, it's the 50 year anniversary of the, of the launch of the wine routes. Yeah. So they've got all 50 wines there. So there's loads of food, loads of music and lots of beautiful wine. And there's, there's even something called Big bottles, bow ties, and brewerkies. And it's kind of a casual event where they've asked everybody to wear a bow tie, even if you've got shorts on. And then they're, they're going to have all these top chefs that are making all their versions of brewerkies. I like brewerkies, and it's happens. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So that's from the 3rd to the 7th of November down in Stellenbosch. Yeah. And, and of course, Cape Town, why are we even talking about this? Because it's like... You know, Cape Town, just, you know, everybody talks about Cape Town when they get about South Africa. I mean, we may as well just call, you know, Cape Town its own place. (laughs) Because now, of course, it's the most Instagrammed autumn city in Africa. You know, really, you know, really. (laughs) Like it needed more. (laughs) But I think Johannesburg is the most, should be the most Instagram uh, city at the moment when the jacarandas are out. So, meh. (laughs) Yeah. I loved your photos from the wild. Oh, it was a beautiful day. It was so clean and fresh and beautiful and with Ponty and the Hillbrow Tower or the Post Office Tower, as they used to call it. Hey? Uh, was it Hillbrow Tower? Yes. And then there was the Brixton Tower. So the two yes. towers, yeah. All right. So what have we got in the form of entertainment that people overseas can watch? Well, people overseas can watch Tiger King 2 coming up in… No. Um, yeah, <laughs> no. coming up on the 17th of November. That's on Netflix. Showmax has got a great local show coming up towards the end of November that South Africans around the world can watch um, called The Wife. 
mm-hmm. that uh, we'll talk about it more closer to the time when it's getting launched. But right now, I mean, if you're in South Africa, on Showmax, there's I Hate Susie and there's The Pursuit of Love, mm-hmm. which I don't know if you've watched that. It's, it's pretty cool. It's a romantic comedy, Dominic West. It's, um, but set between the two world wars and mm-hmm. it's really cool. And me personally, I've just been watching This Is Us on Prime. We finally, it took us us a long time here to get the final, the last season, season five. Do you watch it? Yes, I do. It's wonderful. But I'm going to say one thing now. Our our wonderful journalist and fantastic writer, Gus Silber, I have already warned him that when I see him, I'm going to put him over my knee and give him a good hiding for suggesting that we watch Midnight Mass. He gave it such a glowing review. I thought, oh, if Gus thinks it's fantastic, I must watch this. And the, (laughs) (laughs) the first four episodes had me gripped. And then it just devolved into something. I was like sitting there and go, you have got to be joking. It's the, it's the genre of movies and series I do not watch. So I'm really most unimpressed. And I think a whole bunch of other people have also put up on his timeline on Facebook, like, <laughs> how could you do this to us? Well, you gave it such a glowing review. It's a load of nonsense. <laughs> like, it's quite funny. And has he responded? Not yet. I'll let you know what happens. But yeah, he's going to get paddy wax. I told him. I'm putting that. I'm giving you paddy wax because you're a bad boy. <laughs> it was horrible. Oh, he's normally so. Oh, good. <laughs> I think he just look. The, I must be honest. The first four episodes of it, I really enjoyed, and especially taking what he had said about it to heart. Yeah. And then it just went kind of into this weird mishmash of all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, watch the first four episodes. <laughs> Have you tried watching Blood and Water yet? I keep forgetting. Oh, please watch it. It's South African. It's available on Netflix to people around the world. It is fantastic. I'm putting it into my calendar as we speak right now. Okay, so you tell us about something else. I'm putting in here blood and water. Blood and water, is it on Showmax? No, it's It's on on Netflix. Netflix. But you can watch Netflix on Showmax or DSTV, whatever it is, you can. Yes, well, I mean, if you have Netflix, we we do have Netflix here in South Africa. Okay. All right. So what have you got coming up next week or this coming week on on SA People? There's a fantastic young South African, Ricky. She's actually the niece of Jane Raffaele, who started Cosmopolitan in in South Africa. And she has just done some phenomenal things. And she has, you know, when people have a chronic illness and they have to take medicine every single day. Mm -hmm. And often people with chronic illnesses also sort of have foggy minds, you know, like autoimmune diseases, things like that. And, um, but even without a, a foggy mind, you know, a repetitive thing, having to take your medicine every single day it's easy to forget um for people you know in rural areas who aren't used to taking medicines it's very difficult to remember to take you know these life-saving medicines every day Mm. and she has invented or created a really simple but powerful invention that we will have on Mm. SA people this week and an interview exclusive interview with her and the product is now being taken to america so yeah very proud fantastic Fantastic. So there's all kinds of exciting and interesting stuff up on sapeople.com, also on the Facebook page. So if you haven't checked it out before, well, 
you must have checked it out before because otherwise um, you wouldn't know to be listening to us, which is your weekly <laughs> dose of completely manic madness and wonderful stuff. Jenny Baxter, thank you very, very much. We'll catch up again with you next week. Enjoy the drizzle and um, hopefully we'll get some more much needed rain here in South Africa again, not too soon. Rest of you, on to the website you go. Go and check it out. Tell us your fantastic stories. Let Jenny have a little bit of magic with it and maybe you can get featured as well. All right. Thanks, Jen. We'll catch you next time. Thanks, Mal. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.